Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast, your go-to resource for all things real estate and all things St. Pete. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez, and my guest today is Ray Rao with Van Dyke Mortgage, and we are going to be talking about VA home loans. Thanks for joining me, Ray. Thank you, Nicole. Before we get started, I'd love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, Well, my name is Ray Rao, and I've been in uh, Florida for close to 40 years. Um, I was raised by a Navy veteran, fought in two wars, uh, Korea and World War II. Uh, We were schooled in Queens, New York, and as soon as I got an opportunity after school, I was able to go and visit some cousins that lived in Naples, Florida, and that started my journey here. And where have you lived in Florida? Uh, St. Petersburg. Okay, beautiful city which I have come to love. I actually lived in Queens, New York also, or I worked in Queens, I lived in the Bronx, but worked in Flushing and have family in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, how long have you lived in St. Pete? Uh, St. Pete is going to be right at 36 years. I lived in Naples for a few short years and got an opportunity through some friends to get employment in St. Petersburg. And I wanted to be here because I'm a voter okay. and with water on all three sides. It was an opportunity I could not pass. Absolutely. And so how did you get into the mortgage lending? It was a nice fit, Nicole, because for 24 years I owned a residential rental property in downtown St. Pete. So I was the owner uh, and I took care of all the leasing and the rental agreements, I also did all the management and repairs. So when I had an opportunity to exit owning or being a landlord, I was, uh, it was a natural fit. Some of my friends were already in the mortgage business. One of the gentlemen that was doing my mortgages for me um, presented the idea, Ray, why don't you uh, get your own license? And so started the journey into the mortgage business. Okay. And how long have you been um, a mortgage lender? Well, with this this company, Van Dyke Mortgage, I've been here almost five years with this company. Great. And can you tell me a little bit about Van Dyke and and what makes you stand out from other mortgage lenders? Well, that's easy. Van Dyke uh, Mortgage has a family feeling. Um, I've met Tom Van Dyke, his wife, both of his... uh, siblings, both of his kids, are in the mortgage business. One of them is in administration and the other one is a loan originator just like me. And what's really great about this company is the support, the continual support, the continual marketing. Anything I need, it's a simple phone call or a text away. One of the opportunities that they afford us is an entire floor just geared towards marketing. Anything I need Anything I request, they can not only make it, produce it, have it ready for me at the front desk. That is great. I know as a real estate advisor, I have had a few customers who um, did their loan through Van Dyke. 
And what I liked a lot is the way that you pre-approve buyers. And essentially, they are put through the underwriting process as a person before they go to look for properties. So once they are writing an offer, you just need to make sure that the property appraises and you're good to go because you've already put you know, the person and verified the assets and done everything you need to do before. Yes, Nicole, that's called a TBD, to be determined. So like you just stated real quickly and briefly, um, I pre-approved that person completely. And that pre-approval, that letter they get, um, is good for one year. Oh, wow. That's great. So um, today we're going to be talking about VA loans. And I thought it was important to do so for a few reasons. One, I think that there are a lot of myths and misconceptions that go along with VA loans. And so we're going to be talking about 10 in a little bit. Um, two, here in the Tampa Bay area, we have a lot of military families in our community, um, from active duty servicemen and women to a large number of veterans and retired military, because, I mean, let's face it, who wouldn't want to live here in Florida? Right. Um, three, I have a great deal of respect for those who have served our nation uh, to preserve the freedoms that we have. My uncle is a retired master gunnery sergeant who served 30 years active duty with the Marine Corps. Um, and I'd like to thank each and every service member and their family members for the sacrifice and service to our nation because it does require a great deal of sacrifice. As you know, you were raised, um, you know, military brat, as they say. Right. How many times did you move in your childhood? Actually, uh, several times. And I was a result of a, um, a marital relationship because I was born in Munich, Germany. Okay. Um, uh, as a result of a relationship uh, while my dad was stationed there. Really? Mm -hmm. So I have European uh, origins and we've been back several times yep. uh, to Munich in Germany. And yep. so um, that, is, that is nice to have in my history. Yeah, it's funny. The summer after I graduated from college, from undergrad, I went to visit and stay with my uncle, who was actually um, teaching ROTC at an American high school on a naval base in Naples, Italy. And I flew into Munich, and he met me there because he had been at Ramstein to do some work. And then we drove down to Italy, and so I stayed at the USO in Garmisch-Partenkirchen wow. in Germany. Yeah, right. yeah, it, it was a fantastic. I got to go to um, the Naples uh, Naval Base. I think we went to Aviano in northern Italy. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've been to quite a few That's American great. bases overseas. Um, and then lastly, this is the 75th anniversary of the GI Bill, uh, which created the VA Home Loan Benefit. Um, this summer, the Department of Veteran Affairs hosted an event in Washington, D.C., and they honored the person, the recipient of the 24 millionth home loan given by the VA. That's great. Yeah. I wanted to add, too, that I'm an honor flight guardian. 
So I take the veterans to Washington, D.C. for the uh, memorials and bring them back on the same day. Yeah, it, it is incredible. I happened to be at Midway Airport in Chicago as some veterans were returning from a flight to D.C. And the honor flight. Yeah, the reverence, and it was like everyone in at that gate and everyone walking by just stopped and, and it was really, you know, it gives me goosebumps mm-hmm. now just thinking about um, that and, and what that does for those men and women that go back. And it's an honor for me to be able to do that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So let's, let's talk about the VA loan. Um, one thing that I don't know if, if many people realize, unlike the FHA loan, which is government insured, the VA loan is government guaranteed. So what does that mean in terms of that loan product? Well, to make it real easy, Nicole, um, the veteran gets a certificate of entitlement um, and the VA guarantees a certain amount based on their length of time active duty. Okay, and so the the servicemen um, members that are eligible for VA loans are veterans who meet service length requirements, like you mentioned, uh, service members who are on active duty and have, have served a minimum period of time, um, certain reservists and National Guard members, and then certain sur- surviving spouses Correct. of the deceased veterans. and. Anyone who fits those qualifications can go and determine what their eligibility is when it comes to that VA loan. And can a lender assist in that process? Well, most certainly. We're going to create the path towards the handling of the proper paperwork to look at the certificate of eligibility, look at the time, um, look at the instances. Um, We certainly want and do everything to produce that loan for that veteran. Mm -hmm. So step one for utilizing the VA loan is to get that COE so that they know what their entitlement is. Correct. And then then what's that next step? The certificate of eligibility will tell tell us what the uh, amount of the entitlement is also it will give us uh, the time of service, the length of service, uh, which you get through. The two come hand in hand, and that's called the DD-214. Both of them will give you the history on that particular soldier or veteran. Okay. And then once they have that, they can then provide you with what other documentation do they need to supply to get the loan going? Well, in that instance, from that point, it is very similar to any of the other loan programs. You would need the bank statements, you would need um, sources of income, uh, and so on and so forth. It it mimics a regular loan from that point. Okay, and so let's go ahead and jump into some of the myths that surround the VA loan. Um, Myth number one, you need perfect credit to be approved. No. You can be as low as a 580 credit score. In fact, I had a lender that had a lien against them from the Department of Motor Vehicles, and we were able to 
uh, contact the Department of Motor Vehicles and say that, um, can we set this aside so we can get this uh, bar or this uh, veteran alone today? And they actually did a set aside. Then he went through the Veterans Administration and there was a program in there for hardships for veterans. And after the loan closed, he was actually petitioned them and they forgave uh, the money. Wow. He had it forgiven. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, Now, the caveat to that is the better your credit score, typically the better the interest rate that you're paying. Does that hold true in VA loans as well? Sure. It mimics all the other loan programs at this point. So it's to your advantage to have a high credit score. However, having a lower one does not preclude you from using this loan. That's correct. Okay, myth number two, only combat veterans are eligible. Well, we discussed earlier that that's not the case. Um, Myth number three, you can only use the home loan, VA home loan benefit once. No, that's not true. Your entitlement, say you would use, it's 36,000 that the VA guarantees. If you use only 15,000 of that towards the purchase of this um, property, you would have another 15,000. So if you had to move, uh, you would be able to use, uh, and you move to another state or region, you would would be able to use the rest of that entitlement to purchase another property. And then let's say that that's the instance for a service member when they sell the property that they're moving from prior to purchasing, does, does any of the proceeds go back to the VA to um, sort of replenish that entitlement? How does that work? Well, no. The, the, the sale would be a, a straight-out sale, and the soldier and or veteran would make, and it mimics a, similar, uh, mimics a loan similar in all of the aspects to all the other loan programs. Okay, so once you've utilized all of the funds in your entitlement, then you're no longer eligible to use the VA loan product. Right. Okay. Um, myth number four, um, the VA appraisal takes too long. Well, we know that's not we know that's not true. It's it's the standard um, appraisal time. Some people think because it's the VA that they have uh, a much harder time. It's a, it's a standard uh, appraisal. It's the same time. And I would say, you know, sort of in tandem to that myth, I, I know there are myths that the the appraisal, the VA appraisal, is more stringent than other an FHA appraisal or a conventional appraisal. Can you talk about that? That's another myth that circulated that is certainly not true. There is no differences in what the the VA's appraisal would be for any other state certified appraisal. What the myth may have some legs in is that sellers oftentimes don't want to show a house that is turnkey or doesn't need anything and they want to go through the barter process or possibly hope that they can get it sold as is. The VA appraisal uh, only wants to put veterans in turnkey, good, safe homes. So it needs to meet the criteria of being safe, sound, and... 
overall good conditions for a veteran, just like where you would want to live or you would want to put a family member. So broken windows or windows that, that won't stay open, rotting wood, um, cracked tiles, chipping paint, those would be red flags if, if you are looking at a property to purchase with a VA loan or it would take longer, the seller would have to address. Well, they certainly those. would have to address them. Yes, they want to put our veterans in good, safe, turnkey homes. That is not a lot to ask. If it was your dad or my dad, I would want to make sure that my dad is in a home. My dad is in a home that he's proud of. Doesn't need a water heater. Isn't pending issues like you mentioned with the the windows don't fit correctly. The AC works so so. The Veterans Administration guarantees the money. They also guarantee that the veteran's going to go into a good home. Great. And now myth number uh, five, VA loans have unexpected out-of-pocket costs. No, none at all. There is no surprises from the front to the back of a VA loan. Much like all the loans I produce, because we have to be extremely transparent and we want the borrower today to understand the process and break every single thing down in layman's terms. Actually, as a Van Dyke loan progresses, you will get a minimum of four videos outlining exactly where this mortgage loan process is at any given time. Then you get weekly status updates from your processor with what's conditions needed, what's been met. So if anything, there's overlap in communication. So. And I guess sort of in tandem with this myth, myth for, or maybe it's not a myth, with sellers, um, I know of some sellers that are apprehensive of taking um, a VA loan because there may be closing costs that they are contributing to that they wouldn't if they were accepting a, a VA or FHA or conventional loan. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, again, it, it's, it speaks to the condition of the property the condition of the, the health of the HOA, um, the health of the overall community, their master insurance policy, um, what their budget, they need to meet the 10% minimum reserves in their budget every quarter. A lot of times if a place has difficulty meeting VA, that means it has difficulty taking care of its, of, of its place, period. Again, we wanna look at where are we putting the veterans. Are they getting a turnkey house that isn't going to have assess a condo or, or townhouse? Isn't going to have assessments every uh, once a year? That's going to uh, raise uh, their their one cost charge. Uh, is is the place sound? Does it have structural issues? Did they cut corners on it in, during construction? Oftentimes, when you see a place declines a VA loan, that is a place I would not want to put my dad. So for VA, in, in terms of townhomes and condos, there is a, uh, a website that you can check to see if uh, a property or community has been approved by the VA. That's correct. And um, as you mentioned, you wouldn't recommend 
living in a community where they're not because you may be facing assessments and and or um, deferred maintenance. Right. Um, what we can do and have done in the process if a bar or a veteran decides they really like a place because of the logistics, it's close to where a family member is or it's close to where their doctors are or a VA. Uh, you find your VA, your veterans are going to be um, they're going to be gathered near a VA administration. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's a condo unit that isn't VA approved, I can go about the process of getting that association VA approved. And how long typically would that take? As fast as that condominium association or HOA can move forward is as fast as I can vet them. Okay. If they're willing to do that and meet the guidelines so they can have good... If a place is VA approved, Nicole, you can guarantee all other lending programs are going to work in there from that point on. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the the 4% selling concessions that can be requested via the VA borrower? Well, because, yes, because the borrower, the veteran, cannot put down overall more than 1% of all the costs. That is out of pocket because we're trying to get this veteran in for the minimum amount of money, he cannot put in more than 1%. So we want to tilt the, the loan so that it is advantageous to both the seller and to the borrower. Um, so you, we would always ask that uh, a seller's concession be added into um, the, the sale. And this expedites and allows that process to balance out. And what, what is the advantage to the seller then for that concession? Well, he gets a, a guaranteed loan. Okay. Um, so myth number six, VA loans have too much government red tape. That's, a, that's an interesting myth that goes along with the VA appraisals take too long. They're not founded in any fact. However, they get legs and they continue to crawl. Um, no, that, that is just erroneous. What would you say is the average length of time it takes for you to close a VA loan? Well, on average now, I was looking at the statistics uh, overall for housing from uh, that was uh, put out actually this morning from Pinellas Real Estate Organization. We could still do uh, a VA loan in the same time frames as any other program that we reduce. Again, there are so many factors outside vendors. If uh, the borrower and or veteran is, has a TBD, in other words, he's ready to go, he's vetted out, we have an amount that he's qualified for, he has a pre-approval letter. The other contingencies that take time would be the inspections, the appraisal, the uh, outside vendors, uh, the, the title company, how long they take to balance, and your HOA has to produce a questionnaire. Oftentimes the HOAs are, for the want of a better word, loosely knit. Um, somebody's on vacation, this person doesn't do this, they're changing their staff up, I'm not sure, let me get back to you. So as fast as they can produce the HOA questionnaire and the master insurance policy, it, and all of that again mimics uh, on all the other loan programs. But it's not unusual to process one in a 30-day time period. Not unusual. In fact, that is probably the norm. Yes. 
Um, myth number seven, you are limited as far as what you can do with your VA home loan. So in other words, most people think that you can only buy a single family home with a mortgage, a VA loan, but that's not true. Right, you can buy up to one to four units and occupy one of them. Um, you can use 100% gift funds uh, also. There's no mortgage insurance, there is absolutely no down payment, and of course these loans are engineered for the veteran, so they don't do second homes and they don't do vacation rentals. It is for primary uh, residents. But you could refinance um, if you needed to, just like with other loans. Just products. like with other loans, correct. Uh, myth number eight, VA loans have higher interest rates. No, that's, a, that's an interesting myth, and I don't know how that one ever got any legs because <laughs> um, we have to meet all the stringent requirements as any other loan program, and we do that very easily. Yeah, and I would think that just in terms of competitiveness, you know, for that to be the, the loan of choice, you would want to be competitive with conventional options or FHA options. I would say, Nicole, that's a, that's a great question because it opens a door um, to talk about my processing and my underwriting team. I'm blessed with a team where I can pick up the phone and go, hello, Sarah, for the processor. Here's what I need. Here's the rub. Too much texting, too much emailing. Let's talk. I can pick up the phone to the underwriter, say, there's a questionable activity here with this. How do we, what is the fix? What is the, uh, uh, the solve? And within a phone call, I have direction and resources. So it's, Van Dyke has just made every, the loan process extremely flexible, which, uh, which trickles down right away to the veteran uh, being confident and knowing that he's getting a good loan and that it will move ahead on time. That's great. Um, myth number nine, most veterans don't qualify for VA loans. I don't know where that one got any legs either, but it's, uh, I can just say that's arenuous. Uh, if you've done a minimum of two years active duty or have been in the reserves, um, a minimum of four to six years, uh, you qualify. You have a DD-214. We've uh, seen where a less than honorable will sometimes work. We certainly request an honorable discharge. I, I'm in the process today as a closing form. An active duty soldier that is being deployed is in a brand new Lenar home. Mm. So when he comes back from his missions, mm -hmm. he has his own home to come back to. A lot of these uh, soldiers, active duty and or veterans and or reservists or administrative veterans, um, they have to rent places wherever they go because the process of getting in, they don't know when they're going to deploy. He can come back to this home anytime his missions, when he leaves the country and he comes back, he has a home. That's great. And, he can, and his family can stay. And, and VA loans have a, a high closing rate in comparison to other, other loans. I have seen 10 out of 10 close. That's pretty hard. You can't get better than that. Um, and then the last um, myth, it sort of parlays off of what you just talked about with the active duty service member. Um, VA occupancy rule is too hard for active duty serving overseas. Absolutely not. One of the, one of the great 
products or programs that work for the uh, active duty veteran is that all he has to do is call me, give me a scenario, send me any of his paperwork, and I will make sure he gets into a home. Well, and I know um, that we have a local title company that is utilizing um, remote or online notaries so that in, in this instance specifically, uh, there was a service member serving in Afghanistan, was able to sign the documentation remotely, you know, over the computer and close the, the transaction while also serving our country. Actually, to answer that more accurately, we had a POA built into the system for him in case he deployed because they don't always, if you get your orders, it could be four in the morning, it could be two days earlier than you thought you might go. Sometimes when you're deployed or called up, it's, it's a surprise to you. So what we build into an active duty veteran that may go from training to being deployed, we build a POA. And that's a power of attorney, a family member mm -hmm. that can sign for him. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, uh, for instance, in this case, this particular uh, active duty soldier was in the woods till 10 o'clock at night with no access to cell phones, laptops, internet, Wi-Fi, or anything. When he got back into his barracks at 10, at 10 p.m., uh, he had very limited ability to do this. So wow. oftentimes you want to make sure there's a power of attorney. And you have to be very flexible to service an active duty soldier who is on, in training mm -hmm. in the woods. And we were able to do this, not only meet the closing time, but get this veteran so he doesn't have to worry when he's deployed, that he, his family doesn't have a place to stay that he doesn't own. Mm -hmm. That's great. So it feels good. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think, is there anything that we may have missed about the VA loan process or granting VA loans? Um, I don't see anything that, and I don't want to add to any questions that might create more myths because <laughs> we want to dispel any of those uh, myths because um, not only do I work just as hard in any of the other loan programs for my borrowers, but a lot of the people that work in Van Dyke, my, um, my loan assistant, He's a former veteran. Mm -hmm. So when I tell him, hey Mitch, I got a veteran, let's get him in a house. You could hear the anticipation and the urgency in his voice to place this veteran in a home of his own. So we, you know, do we offer any favoritism? You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I can't end this podcast without talking about the vehicle that you came up in. I, I'm looking at it here out the window, and I will definitely post a photo with you and the Jeep um, in the blog that will accompany this podcast. Good. But can you tell me a little bit about the, the Jeep? I'll try to do it as shortly as possible because I, I have a great deal of excitement talking about it. It's an M38 1948 Willys. Um, that was a particular year that had one of the highest... Um, production rates because they were gearing up for Korea. Okay. And so this was owned by a Korean War veteran who uh, had uh, the means and the status to be able to have it shipped back. Sometimes they can, uh, sometimes they are forced to pay to bring their vehicle back if they want. I'm sure it wasn't a straight path for him to bring a vehicle back. And it, a realtor a friend of mine, Cheryl Gargell, was also talking about selling a home 
And she said, Ray, the, uh, the veteran's uh, wife has to sell the property. It's too big for her. The family has moved out. His Jeep is in the backyard. And it's been sitting there a very long time. So I went out and I looked at it. I made a couple of phone calls. And my veteran friend says, I don't care, buy it. You could, because you're preserving a piece of history. The, the wife of the veteran that was selling the property was so excited that I was gonna not only restore it, but I was gonna take it to all the military events. One of them I belong to, and I'm in military events every single week that I display this Jeep. One of the, uh, one of the places it's gonna go to on September 11th is, the, uh, 11th is Patriot Day is gonna be the Coliseum. Oh wow! Uh, for all the uh, it's going to be a three-hour breakfast uh, speaker panels um, to honor the September 11th first responders and patriots, and my Jeep will be on the front uh, sidewalk in front of the Coliseum with another friend's military vehicle. So I could go on and on about where this Jeep has taken me, where it's put me, and uh, sometimes you know I go to these events. And I cry for the whole event because they play the bagpipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do the 12-gun salute. They play taps. And I get to experience all of the, uh, when I go to the honor flight orientations, mm-hmm. I see every one of the branches, services, uh, fight songs they play, a Pledge of Allegiance, Star Spangled Banner. This Jeep has taken me to places mm-hmm. uh, that I ordinarily wouldn't go. So I'm so grateful for the, history this Jeep has given me. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of uh, prior to selling real estate, I worked in sports. And I worked with the US Olympic and Paralympic um, Committee for five years and had the honor of being on two US delegations. And I, through US Paralympics, had the opportunity to see the first two or three iterations of the Warrior Games and meet a lot of our service members who were injured um, or disabled, you know, while serving our nation. Um, I I met many Paralympians who, um, some of whom, again, uh, Melissa Stockwell, you know, was our first uh, female amputee in Iraq and went on to swim in Beijing in the Paralympics and compete in Rio de Janeiro and in the triathlon and I know that she's training for 2020 and so it's definitely interesting to see how the military has intersected in my life at various points And, and like you said the patriotism and the pride that you have for people who are so willing to lay their lives on the line for our freedoms. God bless America. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know that this information is very valuable for anyone who's considering using a VA loan. Um, If someone's looking to get in touch with you to help with uh, getting a VA loan, how can they contact you? Thank you, Nicole. Well, um, they could go uh, call me at any any time, uh, 727-512-0497. My name is Ray Rao, R-A-U is the last name, and my nickname is The Lone Whisperer. I'm not hard to find, just please call me anytime and I'll be uh, happy to answer your questions and more importantly contribute information so that you have as much uh, education and resolve 
to help a veteran as I do. And I will be sure to put your contact information in the blog as well. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you again for joining me and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. And if you have a show topic that you'd like to share with me, or have a real estate-related question that you'd like to ask, I'd love to hear it. You can call or text me at 719-201-5022, or you can reach me via email at Nicole at SellingStPetefl.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-E at S-E-L-L-I-N-G-S-T-P-E-T-E-F-L.com. Thank you.